0: Tis the Sleepers Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 21st. It is 8:34 in the morning Eastern time right now. Cart and I have been up for an hour already recording uh UCLA Marquette recaps and previews and things. And now here we are with a full podcast episode. Uh I don't know. I know we said like we're pivoting to this new model so we can sleep more, like where we record in the mornings instead of the night before, but we didn't get much sleep last night because so we were up till four in the morning watching Shaka and Mick Cronin battle it out.
1: Yeah, and I also uh, made a an absolutely critical error after that game. Uh, Tristan, for some reason, was like, "If you're some sickos out here, uh, you tapping Calor on." And I I could not fight the urge to get on Cal Live plus six and a half, and I watch way more of that game than
0: I'm absolutely um, okay with admitting. Yeah, I'm not proud of you for that. I don't know that that's a good look for the show.
1: I, I'm I mean my my settled slip that has a green check mark by it says that it's okay.
0: <laughs> okay, that is a good look for the show. We'll always take that. Uh, you might need to take over daily picks at this point because your boy just. I've, I've gone like one and two or two and three the last seven days, and it's crushing my soul every single day. Yeah, but, hey, but the player props. Yeah, yesterday was a profitable day. If you were in the dub club and you bet every single thing I sent, you came out on top in the green, even though, once again, Twitter vids are uh, not going in the right direction. But, hey, it only takes one day to snap out of that. Um, I mean, good day. We have a lot to get to in the show. We're going to do uh, day one takeaways from Maui. I want to have a conversation about who deserves to be number one because I think there's actually – whoa, a breakfast bit. What do we got here? It's back. It's back. But like you said, it's been sitting for
1: an hour. Uh, I actually had a a peppermint mocha latte that I made, but I drank it during the last segment, so that's just off to the side. But here we have a fresh sourdough loaf that was purchased yesterday with a little bit of sugar-free jam on top. Hits every time, by the way. Also,
0: this is now cold because I toasted it an hour ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I mean, that looks great. That looks like you applied some great jam as well. Like, I want to say the jam application is a skill set. I've seen people struggle with that. I've seen people that just don't have that in their game. I can tell from one look at that loaf that uh, you you are a man who can spread some jam.
1: Yeah, I want to be that loaf in, in another life. <laughs>
0: i've I missed the breakfast bits i can't believe i'm saying that this is impressive stuff i really have i i don't know what it is i missed it um uh, you know if, if you were do it again, if you were a bread you would be sourdough by the way uh, i take that as a massive insult but i think you're spot why Sour, sourdough is a great
1: sourdough is a great bread
0: yeah it's just a little like tart it's a little like you don't want sourdough every single day i want to be everyday bread
1: what, what kind of bread do you, would you call me
0: um, mm. something like kind of sweet, like a like. Can I go like cinnamon bread, like cinnamon swirl bread or something? Cinnamon raisin. Hmm.
1: Oh, like a little cinnamon raisin, like the swirl bread that you toast. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's like really, really tasty bread. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I would say that. I'll take, I'll take that.
0: Yeah, okay. I, 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 I'll take the sourdough comp. I also think like I'm just white bread. Come on. Like, if we're being real, right, like
1: maybe not, I don't no, know. <laughs> excuse me, you wouldn't be white bread. You would be like the tortilla wraps. Oh, that's you, you're,
0: worse. No, because you're just different. You're a little like that's what you would do. That would that would fit your palate. That's even worse. That hurts. OK, Uh, like I said, big show to get to today. Uh, Sorry, it will be up a little later on the channel. Just given the logistics of this, we're probably going to keep doing this going forward where we record our recaps at night go to bed, get some sleep, wake up early in the morning, and do the next day's episode. So I'll try and get it out as quickly as I can for everybody, but uh, just a little change, hopefully like 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the latest range for uh, the new podcast episode drops on the Sleepers Media YouTube channel where we had another great day yesterday. Uh, go click subscribe over there. What's going on on your phone right now? Uh, I
1: was pulling up a YouTube comment.
0: Oh, oh, exciting. You had a smile already. I'm excited. Uh, you
1: want to get right to I do to it? because... Yeah, because I'm going with uh, – this is a little threefer because this comes from the same person, and I just like – I love all three of these comments. Uh, this comes from John Copeland. Blows my mind why this isn't simpler to people. Last year, Zach moved toward to to the basket, not sideways or retreating hooks. Last year, he moved toward the hoop and had more lifts. Easy explanation. John, that's what I said in the video. <laughs> but I appreciate you reiterating that. And he followed it up with, look – this is a separate one. Lawyer spelled L A W L A W Y E R as if he's a a litigation lawyer needs to be benched in favor of Jones. You add Colvin at three, get him up to speed. What a no brainer in terms of who can give you what. I also agree. Ren needs to be a five backup. John Copeland once again spitting. And then last but not least, in the same comment thread. I like Jones if he stays in his lane and doesn't shoot from Crawfordsville. Uh I gotta break this to you guys. Lance Jones wants nothing to do with staying in his lane. And you need to realize that sooner than later before it hurts you. So those are my those are my three for one YouTube comments of the day. Thanks. Shout out to John Copeland.
0: No better Purdue comment than wants to shoot from Crawfordsville. Like that just that that's right up the Purdue alley. So after sleeping on it last night, you haven't come around on Lance Jones at all?
1: I just it it'll come. Hopefully it comes in a time that doesn't hurt them. But there's gonna be a time where Lance Jones is going to do Lance Jones in a moment where you don't want him to do it and it's gonna lose you
0: a game. Do we think Hopefully like it's not a big one? You say, like, do Lance Jones as if it's a bit. Is he just doing a bit? Is that what this is? Yeah, kind of, he's, he's, <laughs> he is a lot like my breakfast bit. Okay, that's disrespectful. Um, And honestly, a good segue into the elephant in the room, which I can't believe we've made it an hour and ten minutes without you asking about. I'm wearing a helmet this morning. You see this, correct? hmm Wearing a helmet. Uh, Why do you think I'm wearing a helmet?
1: Um, I had a couple of like uh theories. Uh one, something in the basement as far as troubles, like you didn't want to get hit with the a, a panel falling from your ceiling. Um you shifted from running to biking, maybe now because see maybe as a biker, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third thing is you were doing something in a random room in your house, realize you had a helmet, and you're like, I'm gonna grab this helmet and record with it today, just because. I found a helmet.
0: One of those three things is accurate. Um, so first off, love that you think I could potentially be a biker. The truth is I can't be a biker. I have a really bony butt. Which is what it is. We don't need to flesh that out too much, but like I like if I need to sit on a vehicle for workout purposes, it's going to be wildly uncomfortable. I'm with you on that. I hate bikes. Yeah, it's just not good. It also works for like the stationary bike. Like I'd love to mix that in with elliptical sometimes, but I always come away like really in pain after 45 minutes on a stationary bike. So I uh, can't do it. 100%. Respect those who can do it. Can't do it. Uh, two, there's three reasons I'm wearing the helmet. Reason number one is one that you just nailed. I just found the helmet in my garage and thought it would be funny to start wearing a helmet thing. So this is now my podcast helmet. Uh, number two. I'm wearing this helmet because there's been a lot of speculation as to whether or not I'm still on the Purdue bandwagon cart. I'd like to formally address that right now. Buckle up, Purdue fans. This is a long journey, okay? Put your helmets on. There's going to be bumps in the road on this journey, but I didn't come on this very program in June, in July, in August, in September, in October, five days a week, Monday through Friday for an hour and a half every single morning, saying Purdue's the best team in the country, saying Purdue's a top 10 team in the country without Zach Eadie, saying Braden Smith's a top five player in the Big Ten for me to fall off the bandwagon. It's not happening. Now, I am saying that Painter has some stuff to figure out. I am saying that I don't love everything about this team right now. It's clunkier than I thought it would be. I thought I was going for a smooth little neighborhood ride today. Instead, I'm mountain biking. I'm in a trail. I'm in the forest right now. And it's early. I still got miles and miles to go on this journey. But my helmet's on. Purdue bandwagon. We're on it. We're not going anywhere. And uh, the third reason is that I need this on because the people that are coming for me with my Lance Jones comments, I need protection from that. I was going to
1: say that another reason why you should have it is just in case Lance Jones shoots a three pointer. <laughs>
0: that's also on brand that works. Uh, all right. So that's my bit for the day. Let's move on. Let's get to the show. Uh, YouTube comment is already taken care of. Let's jump over to the Discord. If you want to join the Sleepers Discord, certainly a great time to do so. I think we're we're close to 80 paid members now. We said if we get to 100, we will do a Power Hour episode, which would be extremely fun for us, even if nobody else wants that. The, you could do that for us and do us a favor. So uh, join. It's $9.99 a month. There's a link in every single video that we do. And uh, people were asking us this. If you want to support the show, Truly the best way to do it is to join the Discord. Uh, we we get money off of the YouTube videos. We do not get money off of the podcast listens. We only put the podcast out in audio form because we know people want it. So if you want to support the show, if you want to see us succeed, truly the best way to do that is to join the Discord. Um, I don't think we have any comments from the Discord. Yeah, it's really
1: I think with the season happening, it shifted more so to like game thread conversations and game thread type questions, which are answered more on the fly by
0: us in the discord. Yeah, couple couple quick ones. We do have boom fizzle says, do you think Lance Jones will win you over by the time the season's over? Uh, Yeah, there's a chance he does. Is there?
1: I don't, I don't know if, if I shift my mindset to Purdue
0: mindset, he's already won everyone over. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, uh, there, there's definitely a chance. I would say there's like a four out of 10 that by the end of the season, I'm like Lance Jones was exactly what they needed, but are you, are you a SpongeBob guy? No, not at all. Like you never really watched SpongeBob. No, I watched it growing up. I just never truly never looked forward to watching episodes. That's another just crazy take, the file in the crazy take section. Yeah, I'd rather, rather uh, watch like, Hey Arnold, that? Rocket Power. There were much better shows. Recess. There were so many better options than SpongeBob.
1: Yeah, SpongeBob is one of the greatest of all time. But have you ever seen the SpongeBob episode where, like, Squidward comes onto the stage and no one says anything, but SpongeBob puts his arm out with a mop in his hand or he just mops the floor and everyone cheers for him? Lance Jones is SpongeBob with the mop. All he has to do is show
0: up and be there, and he'll be beloved in Lafayette. Okay, I guess that's fair. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where it comes. I, yeah, I,
1: I'm surprised Robbie Hummel likes Lance Jones so much. Like Robbie Hummel gave every single ligament he has to the program, and he's gonna have a Lance Jones statue next next to his.
0: Yeah, Craig was really hanging it over our heads that uh, Aunt Wright, Jeff Goodman, and Robbie Hummel all believe Lance Jones was a great addition and we don't. I mean, I, I like I said, all he's got to do is show up. Yeah. Okay. And love, love all three of those people individually. Three also wildly different, versatile people there. Uh Robbie Hummel, very different than Ant Wright, very different than Jeff Goodman. Like the all three of them just very different than each other. So maybe we are missing something. If all these different people with different mindsets see something with Lance Jones, maybe we miss something. Uh Boom Fizzle has another one just quick. Says, uh, loved your response to my question on is the Big Ten worse than we think or not? Uh, he tends to agree. A lot of teams don't pass the eye test despite winning records, but he wanted to bring it up for those box scorer watchers out there. Also, Boom Fizzle is his drinking nickname from college that his roommate gave him. It's because when he first got drunk, he would get really loud and boisterous, but then tend to fade quickly thereafter. So first he booms, and then he fizzles out. Iconic. I
1: mean... I, that's just it Could I? boom. Fizzle was great in general. That just enhanced it 50 times for me.
0: Yeah. Com- completely iconic boom. Fizzle, huge fan of your game. Uh, a couple like shout-outs to guy guys celebrating Nebraska still yada, yada. I can't believe guy is so close to the UCLA program and he claims Nebraska this season. It's crazy. Coy wants to know, how do we feel about the final play in the Tennessee game? Was it lame or fine for those that were not watching or missed the very final moment? Um, Tennessee essentially had 37 seconds left in the game, 30 seconds on the shot clock. They're up 14 points, I believe, at this time, and they're just dribbling out the clock near half court. Syracuse has backed away. They're giving them the game. Most teams would just dribble it out, hand the ball to the official. Tennessee still had their starters on the floor. It wasn't like they had subbed the subs in so the subs can get a shot in, in Maui or anything like that, with about Seven seconds left on the shot clock. I believe it was, I think it was Zakai Ziggler. Zakai, yeah. Zakai decides, No, I'm gonna cook my guy and throw an oop and just dribbles through. Nobody guarding him, throws the big oop. Uh, it slammed in. Tennessee ends up winning, I believe, by 16 points. Uh, Syracuse definitely was like, What the hell? When that happened, like you saw some bodily reactions from people that were like, dude, not cool. And then uh Judah Mintz was or, or JJ Starling actually was inbounded the ball with 10 seconds left. I thought he was gonna go down and like try and gun in response to that. Instead, he just sadly dribbled the ball out down 16 points. So were you okay with that, or do you think that it was lame?
1: It was lame. It was lame in in two regards to me. Uh if he would have shot like a deep three at the end of the shot clock, wouldn't have been as lame but the fact that Syracuse was just standing around like basically saying yeah it's over you know, we we get it and you like drive past and throw an oop it's just like i'm out on that also out on it because i had tennessee or because I had syracuse plus 15 and a half and that hurt
0: yeah, that's a sickening that way hurt. to lose that bet i'm so sorry to anybody who uh who did lose a bet like that but uh... but, but
1: but i want to make it unequivocally clear that that was lame whether i had a bet or not that was lame
0: yeah, I, I'm right there with you. It just seems fake tough. That's what it seems like to me, right? Like that that's that's a Zakai Ziggler move, I think, based on what we know about Zakai Ziggler. Like he's gonna run up the score when there is nobody who will punch back. But when people punch, is he ready for the punch? Like that's kind of where I'm at with Zakai. So uh punk move a little bit is what it is. And uh I guess, you know, when you're up 14, you get to decide if you wanna be up 16 or 14. Malik Perry says another great episode, we deserve Chug Doug. But I still think Purdue without Edie is a bad team.
1: Uh, I, I just disagree. That's – Purdue's still a good team without Zach Edie. You give me Trey Kaufman-Wren at the five, I think that looks good.
0: Yeah, the biggest reason is that. Kaufman-Wren goes from a, a negative 20 to, like, a really good center if Zach Edie's yeah, not on the I, 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 I pose this question to Malik because I think that
1: he – well, I, I know he listens to all of these, and I pose him this question, and I can't wait for his answer. Would he take our bigs at the five, or would he take, take Trey kaufman Ren at the five? And I would love to hear his answer.
0: I still uh, – I know we do the trade game a lot. There's never going to be a better Big Ten hypothetical trade than Jade Akins for Trey kaufman Ren. Just never will be. Like, it, it, it makes both teams so much better and uh what about I know, what about Watt? what about for TKR no because they don't WAP doesn't make any sense with Braden Smith and like he's aggressive he's aggressive he's Lance Jones no <laughs> okay goodness uh I know Akins is better but like truly if y'all ba- shit based on last game y- y'all got other guards man if Trey Holloman's playing the three right now is it look that much worse than Jade Akins meanwhile Kaufman Wren would instantly be a superstar in the front court for you and Purdue doesn't need Kaufman Wren at all. They just need Jade Nakins making threes in Fletcher Lawyer's spot. It would be a perfect win win. Both teams would be so much better. But uh instead, we get to watch Kaufman Wren be forcibly next to Zach ED doing nothing but airballing. And uh I don't know, Jade Nakins We know the Jade Nakins dialogue. I won't, I won't take the bait. Final comment of the day. Guy says gonna keep getting feisty Rothstein. Didn't credit. Oh, sorry. Gonna keep getting Feisty Rostin didn't credit me for the Berkey news that he had on Thursday. Names are going to be taken, hearts are going to be broken. Just check the Twitter bio. Have you checked guy's Twitter bio this morning?
1: No, but he is really embracing his us a- calling him AJ Hogard. Cuz that's, that's yeah. that was a Hogard statement.
0: Yeah, guy had some yeah. uh some some nice memes mid Purdue game last night. Um his TV guide is rocking. He had a good day with the guide. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I like guys in his role right now. He's hunting shots for sure, but I'm perfectly okay with that. Uh things He's are good. Like things, things, shots. things are good from guy right now. We want him in shot hunting mode. All right. That's the comments for today. Thanks. Thanks to everybody in the Discord. Uh let's get to the show, Carter. We're gonna start with our day one takeaways from the Maui Invitational. We have recaps for a lot of these games on the channel. We have uh full Purdue Gonzaga recap. We have a full Marquette UCLA recap. We have previews for the big games today. Marquette and Kansas and Purdue and Tennessee. Go watch all those videos. They are separate from this. They are individual from this. But uh, this is more broad just at the end of the day. What would you take away? Let's do some winners and losers. We'll tee it up like that. Who's your biggest winner from day one of Maui?
1: Mm. Uh, Honestly, Can I – am I allowed to pick UCLA even though they lost? Of course you are. I think i pick UCLA because I I like the way they play. I think they play extremely hard. I think Mick Cronin's a great coach, and those guys defensively were monsters. Bona's a monster. I love just Sebastian Mack's mindset, and there's a team that could put it all together there. Like uh, for UCLA to have Marquette on the ropes at the early stages of what this team is, I think bodes extremely well for them moving
0: forward. I agree with you there. Let's just do rapid fire. I, I wholeheartedly agree that UCLA was a winner and looks great. Um, winner number two for me, Kevin McCuller. I think Kevin McCullough is going to like sleepwalk his way to double doubles and triple doubles this season. And it, it seems like a pretty cushy role for him. Like Kansas just wants him to like stat pat. That seems pretty awesome. He, he's doing well. Like he he's made a jump, but pretty cool feature role for Kevin McCullough. I think he's a winner. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe future big 12 player of the year over Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They, things are weird. Like is McCuller actually that good? Uh,
1: I, I've i always been a McCuller fan and a fan of him, like, you know, being, well, I've been a fan of him being a glue guy, but it seems like he's taken another step this season of being the guy. I wonder if that can last though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fascinating to watch. And like, It's almost felt like Hunter's been great, but, like, I have some who's the alpha questions on Kansas. Like, is the guy that keeps getting the triple-doubles the alpha or is the biggest guy in portal history the alpha or is the point guard the alpha? Like, I just don't know. They got, like, three. I guess it's not a bad thing to have three alphas, but um, it's going to be interesting when they get in, like, a battle battle what happens with those three. Because if I'm not mistaken, McCuller struggled in the Kentucky game, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, like, that's... He, he keeps stat padding against lesser opponents. What happens when we get into big game for Kevin McCullough? We'll see. Marquette will be a really good test. Yeah. Who's another winner for you? Give me some more.
1: Uh, I will go Oso Iguodaro also Ooh. as a winner. Okay. Because and – and the reason I say that is because I was skeptical what Oso would look like in the front court by himself. Basically, now, granted, he is getting help from guys like Gold and Joplin, but I thought the loss of Omax would – Maybe it would put so much pressure and maybe ex- accentuate also so much that you're watching them, and you're like, Oh, also isn't as good without Omax. Also, is as good as advertised, and other people probably saw that before me, but I just had to get out here and say it. Uh, I'm extremely impressed with also.
0: Yeah, I, I like to hear you come around on also a little bit because. Uh, I think it was a couple nights ago where I mentioned something about like Oso's a dude. Like we're, we keep min- talking about Omax, Omax, Omax. Like Oso's a guy. And uh, I'm glad you see that now because he definitely is a guy. He's a formidable front court opponent. Um, can I go Purdue? Can I just call Purdue as a whole a winner here? Are you okay with that? I know you still feel a little weird about this, but I'm okay with that. To me, I think Purdue is a winner because of this. I think we saw life from a couple of the guys that Painter was like needing to see life from. Miles Colvin being one, Lance Jones obviously being another. Uh, He needs somebody from that group that's not Smith, Edie, lawyer to emerge. While lawyer is curling up into the fetal position, we're seeing other guys actually do that a little bit, which bodes well. And end of the day, you got a game we didn't feel like was Zach Eadie's best game, and you walked away with a double-digit point win over a top-11 team in the country. It's a massive win. It says everything you need to know about where this Purdue team is. They're going nowhere. They're a force to be reckoned with, and uh, they just need some guys to step up by the time we get to the end of the season. And I think there's a lot of promise that it will happen. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick. Okay, let's do some quick losers. Who are the Who are the losers from day one of Maui? Uh, Zach Eadie. Oh, come on.
1: I, yeah, That's hard When you hold someone to such a high standard and you know what they can do, yeah, his his ability at the start of the season to miss shots he usually makes and miss bunnies is, is not
0: sitting right with me. That's harsh. I don't like that at all. I want everyone to know that I disown that take. Come on. He was like at 25 and what, 13?
1: Uh, 25 and like 15, I think.
0: And you're calling him a loser. Yeah, that exactly he's, your, he's your biggest loser of Maui Day One. It's the guy who had. Oh, no, he's not, oh,
1: he's, oh, he's not my big He's not my biggest,
0: but I expect more out of Zachary. He's not your biggest. You just decide to lead with it. <laughs> yeah. That's a Carter Elliott move for sure. I, I guess I respect it, but goodness, man. Um, all right. One of my biggest losers. This one hurts me personally to say out loud. The Syracuse backcourt. Have, yeah. Damn it. That was going to be next. That was going to be next for me. They have to be losers. I'm a, I'm in love with these guys. I can't shake them. I know it's a toxic relationship. I'm going to go bet them today against Gonzaga, by the way, like quick turnaround for the Zags and they're catching 12. Like Gonzaga as good as Tennessee is. Excuse me. Uh So I <laughs> to, Syracuse could have won this game if these guys just played. Okay. Not even great. And instead, like, I thought J.J. Starling was really good without Judah Mintz in the first half. Then he just disappeared when Judah came back into the game. Judah Mintz seemed entirely focused on getting his points, and that's it. The problem was Judah Mintz couldn't hit a thing the entire game. He was like flopping for foul calls. He was missing free throws. I hate Judah Mintz's left-hand dribbles at the free throw line. That's my least favorite free throw routine I have ever seen in my life. Right-handed killer, just trying to be cute and dribble only with his left at the line, and he keeps missing free throws. It drove me insane. Um, but these guys are good. I stand by these guys are like a top five backcourt in the country. They just refuse to play like it, and it's frustrating the hell out of me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hated their body language too. More so Judah Mintz's. body language and decision-making was Frustrating, and I can see as a teammate of his that being frustrating as well. Like there is, there was many of occasions where I get Judah Mintz is trying to get himself going and get some shots up, but there's guys just like standing waiting for a pass, and he's just forcing up a elbow jumper, trying to get fouled and airballing, and the the body language was just terrible for Syracuse. So I hate the play. I was they were going to be next for me.
0: Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page with it at least, even though uh, it hurts. It hurts to say it out loud for sure um all right who's your next loser that was your only other one you don't have a a second one now that i stole it from you
1: yeah you kind of stole it from me um i'd also like can i can i take zach Eady out (laughs) sure (laughs) only if you replace with somebody else i i am replacing with somebody else i'm replacing him with the two guard on his team fletcher lawyer okay i like that
0: yeah just gave him he just gave him absolutely nothing yeah yeah we talked about it uh we talked about it more in the rehab video, so go watch that if you want to see that. That's that's surely true. Um, huh? I got to figure out how to word this because I feel really bad that I'm calling this a loser, but I think it objectively is true. This, this, maybe someone that disappointed you? Not a not a someone. This is This is something. A loser for me is the Maui Invitational. That's in, That's an insane statement.
1: Why? I I don't. It's just an
0: insane statement. Why? I mean, they got great basketball. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, well, so what? What is? How are they a loser? They're a loser because obviously this was out of their control, and it's tragic and sad. It's just not the same. Not at the Lahaina Civic Center. It's just not the same. The soft rims are gone. We're playing at Hawaii's University. God bless the people of Honolulu that made this happen. And I'm so glad it's still happening in the state of Hawaii, but it's not the same. It's just not the same. And I I think Hawaii people would tell you it's not the same. Like I think every game except for UCLA Marquette went under last night. Uh, like the rims are hard and nothing goes in. Everything's supposed to go in in Maui and nothing's going in. And there's just uh look from the, through my television screen, there's a charm element missing to this tournament where it's being played in the, in the gym that it's being played in this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. It does, it's, it just doesn't hit the same. Yeah. It's a, it's a nostalgic tournament and gym atmosphere. So to be missing that it's tough, obviously given the situation. So hopefully next year it can return to the la the civic center.
0: Yeah, as the Field of 68 Twitter account would say, it just hits different this year. A little little sad. Um do you, do you have any other losers? Who did you think I was going to talk about? Honestly, I did not know. Oh, okay. You just thought I was going down a player rabbit hole and yeah, and I thought you were
1: trying to like not call a player a
0: loser because that's
1: it. it's kind of mean.
0: Got it. Okay. Disappointing. Uh, I have one final quick loser that is a player <laughs> yes, Santiago Viscovi. I thought he played well, but he, uh, he's a, he's a loser uh, for this he's he's a loser for this reason card. He doesn't get shot attempts anymore.
1: Um, let me turn this up. Go ahead, keep going. Santiago Viscovi
0: went from, like, being the featured offensive guy for Rick Barnes. Like, I uh-huh. think ev- yeah. every every single game last year, Viscovi knew he was going to come out, and when Tennessee needed to score, the ball was going to be in his hands. Now this yeah. year, he realizes that Ganey and Dalton Connect are way better options than him. His three-point attempts are down. Everything with Viscovi's game in general is down. Give him credit. He's still playing through it. But, yeah. like, I-, I think my guy just got pushed to the side a little bit.
1: Yeah, for good reason. <laughs> you like that reason honorable mention loser the sec if you're an sec guard and you carry your you're a bama guard you're a kentucky guard you're a arkansas guard you let santiago vascoby be first team all sec two years in a row take a look in the mirror
0: yeah it's not the best it's not the best all right uh, very all in all, very fun start to the Maui Invitational, right? Like that was about as good as we could have oh, hoped yeah. for. They won. Oh yeah, hell yeah!
1: I'm, um, I literally left last night's game after I turned off Marquette, Kansas. I was like, I can't wait for tomorrow.
0: I can't now. I can't wait for today. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. All right. Uh, to my second topic today, I feel like we have enough data points at this point, two weeks into the season, to finally have an educated conversation around who is the number one team in the country. There's nothing the Sleepers Podcast likes to do more than have educated conversations. So uh, to you, two weeks into the season, who is the best team in the country? I don't even want like who deserves to be number one. I think that's a different conversation than it is who is the best team in the country. Who's the best team in the country? Arizona Wildcats. Ooh, okay. Okay, I like this. Give Give me the reasons here.
1: Well, I mean, you look at what they've done already. They went into Cameron and got a win at Cameron. And despite how you feel about Duke, they, they were a top two team. Actually, they might have been one at the time. I'm not even sure. Well, No, they are two behind Kansas. But really, really good team. And I just love everything about this team, like from top to bottom, just like how they fit. Uh, you have the guard play of Boswell, Bradley, and Caleb Love. Um having Boswell and Bradley next to Caleb love just kind of also takes away from the Caleb love moments that could hurt your team. But also like you stated the way Caleb love plays with Arizona and the people around him, I think kind of assist in maybe keeping some other things like under, under wraps, I guess I would say, or maybe just not focusing so much on the things that Caleb love can do to hurt the team, but what he can do to like keep him in line and keep him playing extremely well kashad johnson is just a do everything player for them he's the perfect piece umar balo is great down low pella larson is good as just like a wing i mean i just i love everything about this arizona team i think they're really good i think they're the best team in the country and i feel pretty confident in saying that my number two team right now would probably be yukon but i i feel good putting arizona number one
0: okay yeah i we talked about it briefly last night but I think those are the two teams that definitively belong in the conversation for best team in the country. I can listen to an argument on Duke. I can listen to an argument on Kansas. And I think, in general, all the teams in Maui, like Purdue, obviously, I think Marquette, I think you could throw Tennessee in there. All the teams that are still alive in Maui deserve to be in the conversation. And ultimately, whoever wins is probably going to be the number one team in the country. For my money, my pick is UConn. I think if you if you put UConn dropped them in this Maui Invitational field right now, put them in Purdue spot, Marquette spot, Tennessee spot, Kansas spot. I don't care. Drop them in the field. I would take UConn to win the next two games and win this Maui Invitational. Uh, I think this I is the do. best team. I, I think they're the most impressive team. I think the same thing we're seeing where like Matt Painter hasn't lost a non-conference game in like six calendar years. That's going on with UConn right now. And, oh, by the way, like, last non-conference, UConn was dominant. Like, they they destroyed Alabama on a neutral before anybody realized how good Alabama was. And then we all forgot about it because they got Tyler Kolecht for three months. And then they showed up on neutral courts again and were the dominant team, best team in the country again. So, like, I think there are some teams you can pick out just, like, that team's nasty on a neutral. And I, I don't want to see UConn on a neutral ever. <laughs> ever. Dan Hurley has ever, been ever. terrified right now. <laughs>
1: Especially if that neutral's Madison Square Garden.
0: Man. They're just good. I think they're deep too. Like when I compare, I think if you compare Arizona and UConn, I think UConn's deeper. Especially at full strength when they're healthy.
1: Though those two teams right there are like we said in the on the episode yesterday in one of the recaps or previews, you go down the roster, bunch of guys, I'm like, yeah, that's a guy. I trust that guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. So, would you say the same with Arizona? Like, if you dropped Arizona and Maui, they would be your pick to win Maui? Yeah. See, that's – I don't. For whatever reason, I think I would pick, like, Purdue over Arizona. I think I would pick Kansas over Arizona right now. But I wouldn't do the same with UConn. See, I would not. I feel, I, I feel like you dropped them in Maui. They're winning it. So, you've really swung around on Caleb Love. I have. So – Say it with. I, me. I've, I've swung. I, I swung around to the point that I'm like
1: Caleb Love was the scapegoat of the situation. Say it with me. You, you, UNC. I'm watching you. It I'm was watching our, you.
0: It was Armando's fault. Say it with me. You want to? You want to go there? It might. It be big gospel. I just say it, man. Uh, yeah, look, you, you took the cancer out. Why are they still kind of sick? You know, like we, we removed the tumor. Why, <laughs> why why, do we still have symptoms right now? You know, that's kind of where I'm at with UNC. Uh, and tumor not looking like a tumor right now in, in Westwood. T- tumor thriving. Yeah, yeah, looking good. Uh, Tucson, Tucson.
1: Yes, uh, I like your answer of UConn. I think Arizona is my best team of country. Just for shits and giggles, who's the third? And you can't just say the winner of Maui. Purdue. Purdue?
0: Yeah, they just have a safety I blanket. Think I, Nobody else does.
1: Yeah, I think i go Purdue as well.
0: Like, no matter what, on a bad night, Edie's Edie. That's that's a safety blanket that, like, Tennessee doesn't have if connects banged up or cramping. Uh, Kansas doesn't have ever. And Marquette, I mean, I don't know. Marquette didn't impress me a ton last night. I'm about to pick them to beat Kansas today. They just they didn't impress me too much last night.
1: You not consider Tyler Colick a safety blanket?
0: No, not no, a national safety, player of the year. Not, safety, not a national player of the year. Safety blanket. Safety blankets don't like try to be cute and outread an eighteen-year-old freshman and keep getting picked off. Like that's there's nothing safe about that blanket. That's true.
1: I wish an eighteen-year-old freshman would check Zach E D.
0: Right, like it would just be toast, like your jammed. Yeah on your sourdough all right uh, final final seven today this should be a fun one i'm very excited for this one uh we haven't done any like big 10 stuff in a while so i miss you i, I miss you big 10 little 10 you, yeah wisconsin did a moment for the conference last night i mean we packed up tony Bennett. Uh, yeah, that matters
1: he, yeah but, i mean but then when you really really get down to the nitty-gritty of it they packed up virginia a, a bad virginia team
0: they packed up tony bennett that matters
1: it they matter them a bad Virginia team.
0: I think it matters. I think it matters a lot. Um, so here's what I want to do. There's a bunch of broken teams in the Big Ten. I think honestly, all of them have something broken to them. Some smaller than others. Obviously, what Purdue and uh, to an extent Michigan State and maybe Illinois would have broken. Uh, they th- those are fixable things. Then there's teams that are just broken, like Indiana, where I don't think anything's fixing them. I want to fix every Big Ten team in this segment. That's what I want to do. I want to go one by one through the teams, and I want you and I to collectively say, what is the one thing we would do? We're only allowed to pick one thing. What is the one thing we would do as coach to fix this team's problems? So let's start at the top and work our way down. I don't think we need to do everybody, but we'll do the big ones. What would we do to fix Purdue?
1: I would move Fletcher to the bench right now. Okay. Actually, no, no, no. Sorry. You know, actually, no. The one thing I would do is I'd move Trey Kaufman Ren to the bench. That'd be the first move.
0: Yeah. If it's if it's one move, I think it has to start with TKR, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I wish it didn't because I want to bench other guys too. <laughs> I think uh, TKR would be the first one, though, because it, it'd be both beneficial to the starting group and beneficial to TKR for him to be the backup five. Yeah, 100%. All right, we can just be quick. We don't even need to flesh that out more. We'll just move on with the game. What's the one thing you would do to fix Michigan State?
1: Uh, one thing, huh? Um, I would remove Garrick Norman's red shirt.
0: Whoa, that's surprising to me.
1: I would remove it because I think this team needs shooting, and I think that he could shoot. That's really surprising to me. Okay. Uh, honorable, honorable mention, sending Whopper to the bench.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a good one for Michigan State because I uh, like no one move, I think, really fixes all the issues because you're still going to play the bench yeah. and they're still going to have shooting issues. So um, I think I would just. This isn't a move, but I would make sure it's definitively known that every single game our game plan is Tyson Walker shoots twenty-five times a game. That would be my pivot. Like I want that. I want everyone in that locker room to come away on the same game plan of Tyson's getting twenty-five shots up tonight, and that's the and everybody else is rebounding, crash the offensive boards. It's the Tyson Walker show. I think that's the best formula for Michigan State to win games. What's the one thing you would do to fix Illinois? Do we need to fix Illinois? Even are they broken? No, I honestly I don't really
1: know what I would do to fix Illinois. To be honest with you, I'm kind of good with how they're operating right now. Uh, for my personal interest, I might sub out Ty Rogers for Justin Harmon, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> well, that's... actually, wait is it play is it play Dame more? That's My thing. My Illinois things are all tweaks. None of these are like fixes. These are just tweaks. I want more Dane Danger. I want to stop pretending Ty Rogers' experiment is working. And I want more Luke Goody. I would love more Luke Goody. You never get too much Goody. But all those are tweaks. So, like, I don't know. I guess if one of those was going to fix anything, I think the fix would be stop pretending Ty is the point guard of this team. Just don't. Stop it. Just Just stop playing with that. He's not. He is, but he's also not. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, who do you think's the fourth best team? Who do you want to go to next? Ohio State. Oh God, that's gross. What would you do to fix Ohio State? Or,
1: or or uh let's just go to Ohio State. Uh, to fix Ohio State, I would. I would ditch i honestly i i'm I'm stealing yours i ditched the akpara experience and just ride zed key with how he's playing right now oh that hurts me to say because i thought akpara would be a little bit farther along than he is right now but zed keys to his credit has has been really good and i think they just need to kind of just ride that out
0: yeah i uh i think i agree with that that's a good answer i i would make it the roddy gale show Everything you thought Bruce Thornton was, I would just put all the usage into Roddy Gale and say, hey, our best path forward is Roddy Gale as a first-team All-Big Ten player, because I think he's capable of that. And I think they already kind of are doing like that, it, but I think that's where it Yeah, they are somewhat. What would you do to fix Michigan? I'm not teeing you up to tell me who the fifth-best team is now. I'm just – we're going to Michigan. Who? <laughs> what would you do to fix Michigan? Ooh. <laughs>
1: I would – okay, can I say something without providing, like, an actual – so I would move – I would play Olivier as a small ball five and move Terrace to the bench. For who? Do we have somebody we can slide in there? Like, who? Like, do you slide Trey Jackson in? Oh. No. Ugh. I don't know. I'm trying to think how you guys can improve defensively.
0: I know how, I think. It doesn't involve benching our only center, though. Is it playing his own? Let's go full Iowa, baby. Let's junk it up. Let's junk it up. <laughs> Let's junk it up. That's where I'm at. What, little 1-3-1? Uh, one, one, one? Yeah, junk it up, man. Old, give me old beeline arrow. We're going to throw the one, three, one out of timeouts, the under four, and teams aren't going to know what to do with it. I, I think this is real. Um, they're not going to be good defensively. I think Jawan Howard, whenever he comes back, can coach them up, and hopefully there are, like, small strides made. Maybe they can go from, like, horrendous to just bad. That would be a big jump. But the team's not going to become a good defensive team this year. It's just not going to happen. Uh, I think that's a personnel issue and a way these guys are wired issue. So, knowing that, I think the offense is still good enough to win a bunch of games if you just junk your way to some stops here and there. And did
1: did Did, did you get a chance to catch the Long Beach State game last night?
0: I did, yeah. They looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they looked way, I've no, I've no, no excuse, no answer for that. That team uh, just scored like 47 points or something in a game after threat, just thrashing Michigan. I don't know. I, but I do think like, yeah, junk it up. Give me like a one, three, one, turn to two, three matchup, turn to three, two, turn to full court press. Just give me bullshit. I want it. I want defenses changing every two possessions. And I want to try and bait teams into unforced turnovers. That's the only thing like we can that. do. Okay. I like that. How do we fix Maryland?
1: Oh, we don't. We beg Turgeon to come back.
0: <laughs> That's brutal. We're,
1: we're to that point already? I, I don't know how you fix this team, to be honest. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what string I would pull.
0: I. Hmm. I buy some rope. This is where I would start. I buy some rope and I would tie Deshaun Harris Smith's left hand behind his back and I would triple knot it. And I would make him spend two weeks where he can't even go in the gym. He can't practice. He can't travel with the team. He just has to dribble a basketball with his right hand everywhere he goes for two weeks. And then he comes back at Christmas a totally different player, and they're way more dynamic. Yes.
1: Over Christmas break, I want a two-week period where Jalen Brown and Deshaun Harris-Smith just visit each other. I don't want just. No, 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 no. Listen, Jalen Brown teaches Deshaun Harris-Smith how to use his right hand, and then Deshaun Harris-Smith teaches Jalen Brown how to use his left hand, and they both come out better players for it. I don't
0: want those guys near each other at all. I think that would only hurt Maryland. Uh, what would you do to fix Indiana? Uh, I would, I would up the
1: fundraising efforts for NIL for next season.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man, uh, b- buy another helmet. <laughs> Is that what that would do? I don't know. Like, no, I, I mean, honestly,
1: you got a you got a be- bench in Baco. And I don't know who you put in for him. Like, I'm not put. I don't want to put CJ gun out there. I don't want to play Anthony Walker out there. I don't want to put gay cups out there.
0: But they go. Okay. Here's a, here's a thought. Could they go five bigs? Could they play Khalil Ware at point guard <laughs> and just play so, full blown so, mismatch? So,
1: so like Khalil where Peyton Sparks at the two.
0: No, I, I want Khalil, had- Ware, Khalil Ware Khalil where point uh, Baco at the two. I want Walker at the three, Renault at the four, Sparks at the five. That team at a minimum should win the boards if they just said, we're going to send five guys to the glass every possession, and we're going to – who knows what's going to happen with perimeter defense, but let's just score at the rim every possession.
1: I would feel very confident at plus money, of course, like plus 140 just because of the optics of it, picking a team to out-rebound that five. (laughs)
0: I want to see that. I actually think that's their best chance. And I've been known to be a coach who goes gimmicks when things go south. Uh, like high school me was always like, hey, we should try a triangle in two tonight. I got the game plan. Uh, this this would work. I think it would work. Uh, who else do we need to fix in this conference? You got anybody else you want to fix? Iowa's good. They don't need fixing. Do we need to fix Wisconsin after last night's win against Virginia?
1: No, I think they're in a good spot. Asijin's still not playing. Siegen's uh letting another freshman come in and uh play well over him. You mean sophomore or what freshman? Uh Blackwell. Oh yeah, he is good. He's been good. Yeah. Shout out shout out my shout out my guy Coach Rick, Brother Rice product. Is he? Blackwell's from Brother Rice? Yeah. Yep. yep. That's a, that's play, a, for the, play for the play fa- for the play for the family from the area. Yeah, that's
0: a, that's a nice gift for the Badgers. I like that. All right, we don't need to fix Wisconsin. That's nice. Do we need to fix Rutgers right now?
1: Rutgers, yes, we do need to fix Rutgers, and this is what we need to do. Everything that we said about Derek Simpson being the guy, lean in on Gavin Griffiths. Just lean in. That. He's he's your best player. Just go all in on that. That is your best player.
0: I'm good with that. I also want to go on record and say I cannot believe that Gavin Griffiths is their best player. <laughs> and it simultaneously is great for Rutgers. It's also really bad for Rutgers that that's going on right now. Uh, Gavin Griffiths would look great in a helmet, though. We should, <laughs> we should get my guy a helmet. I don't have anybody else, I think. like We can't really fix Northwestern, can we? Is there any fixing to do no. there? Yeah, we can't fix that. Do no. you want to fix Minnesota? <laughs> There's no fixing them. Okay. No more fixing. Fun segment. Yay! Did we just fix the Big Ten? We did. I have a I have a broader how to fix the Big Ten move. Speak on it. Bring in UCLA and USC immediately. Get them. Get them over <laughs> here. We need the. We need them in Oregon immediately. Everything will be good. so. And to
1: really actually fix it, in my ideal world, keep the Pac-12 alive. Keep it alive as a conference. The bottom teams in the Big Ten get relegated each year to the Pac 12, and then the top two from the Pac 12 get to come to the Big Ten.
0: It's like a little pro rail system. Like, sorry, Nebraska, you're going west this year. Yes. Are you sure you want to propose a relegation system given the current state of Michigan State Athletics, though? Yes. Also, would this apply? Would it be sports specific, like basketball's relegated, but football's not?
1: Yes. It'd be sports specific. That's crazy to think about. Or what if it wasn't a sports specific? Like what if the football team what if the basketball teams pissed off at the football team because they got themselves they got themselves relegated?
0: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, That would be hilarious. That would probably lead to some Brandon Dawson level moments. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. Okay. Yeah. One one big thing presented yeah. by Bigby uh what's your one big thing today cart
1: uh my one big thing uh i feel the need to say this when Thanksgiving's coming up uh honorable mention not the time to try new recipes but the real thing we need to talk about is that thanksgiving is a day it's a holiday as many know that is it's just made for enjoying family friends eating good food having drinks it's just like a you know it's it's, it's a time to be all together and whatnot I don't think that you need to hold everything in or make an announcement at Thanksgiving, just because oh. it's Thanksgiving and everyone's together. You don't have to make an announcement. Wait, like just make it, make
0: it a couple days later or a couple of days before. Hold on, so you don't want people holding things in, but you also don't want them making announcements. Wait, what did I, did I say? I don't you want said you holding you, in? you said you don't need to hold it in. You don't need to
1: make announcements. <laughs> I, I didn't mean I didn't mean don't hold it in. I mean, hold it in. Do not make announcements at oh. Thanksgiving. OK, you do want people. To- this is not. Yeah, like this is just it's not announcement time. It's not a, it's not a, a, a parent teacher conference. It's not a board meeting. It's not a HOA meeting. We don't we don't need announcements or adjustments or anything like that. Just show up and be together and eat.
0: Like, sorry, Aunt Carol, but the Lions are in the third quarter against the Packers right now. I don't need to hear about your job troubles. Yeah, like that. I, like my my condolences, but like, is Dan Campbell going to go for this fourth and two? You have had some, uh, if I remember correctly, you have had some moments at Thanksgiving. Is that where this is coming from? Like, aren't there? There have yeah. been some like whoa moments in the Elliot family Thanksgiving parties yeah and at first it was like okay this is an area
1: to say that but then like you get a couple thanksgivings in and you're like okay maybe it's people like pulling the eye guy effect like they're trying to make this about themselves when it's really not uh so yeah just no announcements on thanksgiving (laughs) that's so harsh man you just got eye guys in the family (laughs) I don't know. I I somehow move inconspicuously through every Thanksgiving and I'm the biggest, most eye guy of all time. That that should say something.
0: I would love so much to be at your family Thanksgiving. I think, honestly, one year you and I should go to each other's Thanksgivings and we should like vlog it. I think that would do numbers if we did. Uh, You don't like that idea?
1: How do I put this? (laughs) Based on your palate, I do not want to attend a Thanksgiving where you're at.
0: Oh, that's really rude to my family. That's really rude to my family. Why? You think I'm making the meal on Thanksgiving? You don't bring a dish? I mean, I think we're bringing, like, rolls this year. We're on roll duty. But oh, like, oh, oh, I'm in then. Hawaiian rolls? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm in, I'm in then. Yeah, no, like, it's it's a thing like that. But, like, it's just, like, that's a little harsh. Like, we got... We're going to Morgan's. Morgan's a great host. We're going to have some great. Food.
1: Oh, I'm not. I, oh, that that's not me trying to throw any slander at any person you're attending. Honestly, I, I honestly, if Connie's cooking, I'm in that thing.
0: The, the sure. Thanks. The Thanksgiving meal is not built from my palate. The Thanksgiving meal. OK, is
1: that's, that's massive. Then I, I was under the impression that the Thanksgiving meal is tailored towards your palate.
0: No, I'm not that important to my family honestly, I wish I wish my in-laws would cater more to my palate because they just douse everything in hot sauce and be like, Greg, sorry. And I'm just like, okay, let me doordash something every time we get together. Uh, okay. By the way, you started the one big thing segment with uh Thanksgiving is a holiday, as many people know. <laughs> it was so great just an iconic carter elliott moment man i truly i want people to know i love you i truly look forward to doing this every single day it's so good there's no one on earth who can do what you do uh i i've lost track of my one big thing i think oh yeah i'm going to see the jonas brothers again tonight (laughs) is that that bat somewhere
1: Uh, a jonas brothers concert two times in the same year is that something
0: that would hurt you good I don't know. That went through the helmet and I feel like I just chipped a tooth somehow doing that. Um, oh, I think I chipped a tooth. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to the Jonas Brothers concert again. Now I'm excited for this because uh get to hang out with my boy Teach and V. We love them. A the little quality time, two-on-two. Two. But happy birthday, Vanessa. Happy birthday, Vanessa. That's huge. But yeah, I gotta I gotta watch these five foot three men perform for another three hours for the second time in two and a half months. It's gonna be incredibly distracting. And uh now there's the added element of this cart that um Joe Jonas is now single. Have you heard that? Yeah. Wasn't that like a bad, was it a bad breakup? Didn't he
1: just like be married to Sophie Turner? Is that yeah, what it he's,
0: was? He's got like kids with Sophie Turner and he's going through a divorce in the middle of a tour. It's pretty sad to be honest. And Sophie, by the way. Winning like Sophie's out with Taylor Swift right now, while Joe Jonas is just like going to work in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's a loss for Joe. Uh, with that said, I had to hear this. I had to get looked in my eyes by my wife and hear this with pure 100% excitement from her heart. The other day, she said, I was texting Vanessa and this is their last show before Thanksgiving And the Jonas Brothers, like, went out in New York City after one of their shows a couple weeks ago. So, like, they might go out in Grand Rapids after this show. Maybe we would see Joe Jonas downtown. I had to get hit with my wife, the loving mother of my child, excited to go meet a single Joe Jonas in Grand Rapids tonight. That's my wife's intentions.
1: That's great. That's Because one thing you don't want, I would not leave my wife around joe jonas at founders
0: i wouldn't i wouldn't it's not a good move i wouldn't either and i i could tell like she had some chaos in her soul when she looked at me and said that i didn't like it it scared me a little bit the only thing that makes me feel good and comforted in this is knowing truly that i'm going to be the tallest person in that arena tonight
1: that's fire especially because you're going with teach too so it's going to be a lot it's going to be a landslide um in honor of you going to the joe bros concert i'd be i can't let this opportunity pass <clears throat> i need 30 seconds <clears throat> and it live in the year 3000 not much to say but they live underwater and a great 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 granddaughter sometimes
0: oh sometimes, you botched it you botched the line what was it it's a great line a great 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 granddaughter is doing fine but i thought i thought the bar was your great 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 granddaughter is too fine which i loved i loved that energy from the jonas brothers
1: okay well i just i had to that
0: there's my joe bros moment your great 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 granddaughter is sometimes the words of carter elliott happy thanksgiving everybody quick update on the show Uh, There will not be a long-form podcast episode tomorrow. That is because Carter is going to something arguably more embarrassing than a Jonas Brothers concert tonight while I'm at a Jonas Brothers concert. Do you want to address that real quick, or do you want to skate by? I'm going to a musical. What musical? Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) So, while I'm trying to watch my wife not leave me for joe jonas who's five three and while you're at miss doubtfire the musical uh we will not be recording an episode tomorrow because it's too hard of a time crunch what we will do is come home tomorrow morning and do some recaps and previews so uh just buy us a little time there won't be any midnight drops tomorrow there will no be morning drop of an episode we will pick back up with our normal rhythm on thursday and uh i believe people are actually going to get thanksgiving thursday and friday episodes from us still so look forward to that. Give us one day off while we misses Fire and Jonas Bro it up. We'll see you Thursday, everybody. Have a great Thanksgiving. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca.
1: We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them.